0: And welcome to the second tier betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in moi, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster, it's only Jim in the punt. Jimmy, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm giddy, actually. Um, going, I'll give you a clue. Guess where we're, guess where I'm going tonight? Oh, you're going to the disco, are you? (laughs)
0: <laughs> the yeah, and, where, where, where is it is it in sheffield is it
1: no in liverpool this one me and um me and my missus are going valentine's day because there's nothing more romantic than watching a load of overweight middle-aged it. bloke yeah. playing
0: <laughs> it's the epitome of romance if you ask me that sounds like it's going to be brilliant i've been to the darts before um we were in the stands are you in the stands or are you on the tables No last-minute tickets or inch stands, but it'll still be all right, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the atmosphere, really. It doesn't matter where you sat, to be quiet. We had a great time and we we're in the stands. So uh, I hope you enjoy that and hopefully you'll enjoy some of your bets coming up this weekend because this is the second tier betting, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to find out what Jimmy's best bets for this coming weekend are, what my best bets for this coming weekend are. We're going to give you our nap, our next best bets and a little long shot and then we'll finish things off with a little treble at the end as well. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. Uh, let's do a quick recap kept how we did in midweek Jimmy I'm guessing that's another reason why you're giddy because we both mm. do quite well for once didn't we
1: yeah we're in a real purple patch at the minute actually it looked a bit uh grim after around Christmas but we're up to 34 points between us now 14% return on investment and 300 quid uh if you had 10 pound on every bet we tipped for the season getting it back up there which is good I um had two out of three uh, I'm just trying to remember. Um, oh, Nap. Um, Bristol City both teams to score. Uh, got a bit lucky with the Reading penalty, but we take it. And then I had Brennan Johnson as my long shot, which came in. He grabbed the penalty. He also scored a penalty. I was a bit fortunate again. And I was delighted he uh, he grabbed the ball when um, when Sam Glukas was fouled. So uh, a, a good week, a good week all around. It's um, between is it three out of four, the last NAPs um four out of, of our last six have landed six out of our last twelve um average odds nine to five so really really good form between us at the minute isn't it? pretty yeah pretty tasty i i think.
0: I can't remember the last time both of us had a good week. It's usually one of us <laughs> does well, or the, uh-huh. or the other one does well. It's not usually both of us, but yeah, a decent midweek for us. I had Cardiff to beat Peterborough, which sailed in in the end at 10 to 11. Bristol City to beat Reading and both teams to score, came in at 3 to 1. The only one that let me down was Josh Bowler to score, which didn't come in. But otherwise, I'm pretty happy with that when your next best bet is 3 to 1. And they both come in pretty happy. Let's see if we can replicate it this weekend then Jimmy. What is your best bet for the championship this coming weekend?
1: Popular pick I reckon um Fulham to beat Hull away. Uh, given the championship's unpredictability usually it's win set of price it's sort of odds on for a team going away but not with Fulham. 7 to 10 most bookies you can get them slightly longer on the exchange if you if you with Betfair or sort of um, matchbook or something like that. Worth pointing out, there was um, 1.75 two hours ago when I got up this morning. So um, th- they, they are shortening. And as is always the case, they're going to continue to shorten until they kick off because there'll be a popular pick in Akers and stuff like that, I assume. So don't, don't waste any time backing it. Um, like I say, Fulham have been unbelievable this season. First... They're also expected to be first based on how they performed, their underlying data metrics, all the, all the boring stuff. They're also projected to be first so that they, the table isn't lying, basically. Average 2.1 points per game, which is obviously first. 77 goals, which is first by 30. 30 goals, it's got 30 more than everybody else in the league. Ridiculous. And that's an average of one more per game than the second most, which is Bournemouth, I think. That's just a load of different ways of reiterating that Fulham are by far the best side in the league so taking them at, at close to well 1.7 across the board is 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 a no-brainer really Hull quick word on Hull they, they are doing all right under the new manager made a good start I think it's um two wins from three I haven't got it noted down so that might one, be wrong. one win from three one winner from three sorry my bad yeah. um a squad full of potential uh louis potter obviously the standout uh in a uh, performer uh, they've also got slater from chef united tyler smith um he's a, he's a young striker and they've also got jacob grieves who looks who looks like he's going to be a really good player Um but the, the problem is with that sort of with the youth that they've got is they do lack major experience of course they've got some older players like honeyman but um this season they look like they've lacked that bit of guile and I think that's best illustrated by the fact they've conceded 13 goals from set pieces which is sort of your bread and butter at this level you've got to be able to defend set pieces which they haven't on a consistent level uh which all is a bit of a roundabout saying a roundabout way of saying that I think Fulham um should sort of dismiss them with relative ease sort of not breaking out into uh into top gear so yeah, um, don't need to waste too much time on this explanation, but Fulham to win 7-10 to 10 across the board uh, is my nap. Yeah, and
0: that brings me very nicely onto my nap, which is Fulham to win and to score <laughs> over 1.5 goals away at Hull. That's 23-20 to 20 at Bet365. I was looking at Fulham's price and I was the same as you thinking... Don't know why they're so close to evens as they are, because I'd have them a bit closer to one to two, I think. Um, but the fact you can get over evens on Fulham to, uh, to win and also to score two or more goals is pretty interesting, considering they've scored 27 in six games. That's more than Hull have scored all season. <laughs> so you talk about for how unbelievable fulham have been recently i don't think i need to waste much breath on how good fulham are i think we all know that by now don't we the only thing i'd say about hull is it's three games in charge now for shutter ovaladzi um Hull were obviously doing all right weren't they just before grant mccann got sacked, they picked up three points against blackburn and then against bournemouth as well uh ovaladzi came in won his first game in charge Next game was against Preston, where they probably should have won. They missed some glorious chances in that game before Preston hits a sucker punch kind of blow. And then they played Derby in midweek and were surprisingly bang average. Really, really poor. They they looked second best to a Derby side whose problems, I think, have been well documented throughout the whole season. So I was really surprised about how poor Hall were. And I wonder whether that's a sign of things to come. Nonetheless, I cannot see them getting anything against Fulham this weekend and considering Fulham have been so free scoring as well I think taking anything that indicates they're going to score goals um, in this case I'm going to have all day so the fact that you're able to get this over evens is brilliant so I'm that's definitely mine up and I'm feeling very very strong on that this coming weekend let's move on then Jimmy what's your next best bet for the championship this weekend
1: when when I told you this before we started recording, you called me crazy. So I'm gonna try and convince you here as well as the <laughs> listener. But um I've gone Blackpool double chance against Bournemouth. That's at 10 to eleven with Skybet. Usually I like to um go for the, the Asian handicap, is it it just like microscopic uh, microscopically better price-wise, which makes a difference over the course of the season, but it's um the other way around this time. Skybet have got the biggest price with double chance, so um, take take the double chance instead of half a goal on the handicap. Now, Blackpool this season against the parachute boys, sort of um, including Bournemouth in that bracket because they failed to go up last season. Do you know, um, you Fulham, West Brom, Chef United, and Bournemouth. They played five. They haven't lost yet. They've won twice and drawn three. Um, in reverse order, from the most recent to the oldest, that's one one against Fulham. Nil-nil uh, against West Brom. They beat Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. They beat Fulham at home, and they drew two-two in the reverse of this. Now, in stark contrast, Bournemouth against the the league's new boys, so the the promoted sides. They played for. They haven't won any. They've drawn three, lost one. That was uh, they lost one-nil against Hull. Draw nil-nil against Peterborough and in the reverse against Hull. And obviously, like I said, drawn. They drew two-two. Against Blackpool and, um, and and how they could just hang on in there because particularly against West Brom and Fulham the, the two recent games they got battered on the xG like absolutely battered but there was plucky just your determination determination and they just did about did enough to 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 get something out of those games and Bournemouth um, like I say in contrast that sort of the opposite end of the scale they've really struggled to break down the low block this season and that that doesn't end with the with the the results against the the new boys the, the newly promoted sides because they also beat Barnsley narrowly recently. The, the a terrible Barnsley side that is, um, they was beat by um, Frankie McAvoy's Preston and and they wasn't exactly pulling up any trees uh, under, under the Scotsman. And then they've also drawn against Derby uh, or did, no, sorry, they lost against Derby three, two, and, and they drew against Millwall and, and that just sort of alludes to the pattern that um, I'm highlighting here that they struggle against the low block. They struggle against, 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 uh, um, to break sides down who don't want to play. And the consensus on the South Coast, particularly with the with the Bournemouth faithful, is that they have been fortunate all season long. Now, Parker likes, he, he sort of has the identity, he's a passing. he likes possession-based football, but he's he sort of over-relied on, on the quality of individuals in the Bournemouth squad this season. And, and when they're not on tune and the results have sort of stuttered, um, it looks to me like he's panicked in January. He's just sort of parachuting ridiculous talent into that squad. And, and I don't think it's going to make it for a happy camp. Uh, so I, I just wanted to get against Bournemouth, to be honest, uh, based on what I think, uh, that I think they're sort of overperforming and that they're about to hit a rocky patch. So that's just the sense I get from them. Um, and to be honest, I, I wanted to side with Blackpool in some capacity for the long shot. I didn't know if to take them to win or uh, back the draw. Um, but I just thought, uh instead outside I'll, I'll with them to get a result and do it as the next best bet uh so yeah based on blackpool's record against the big boys Bournemouth's records against the newly promoted sides i think um there's a pretty clear pattern and taking blackpool double chance is certainly where the value is i just want to disagree with what you were saying at the start where you said um i called you crazy at
0: the start that sounds bad when uh, you say it like that all i'm saying <laughs> all i was <laughs> going to say was uh blackpool obviously a very hard team to beat. Um, and I reckon, I haven't got it in front of me, but I reckon if you bet a 10 on Blackpool across the course of the season on every single game, you'd probably have made more of a profit on any other side than you probably won't have made more of a profit on any other side than you would have Blackpool. So um, yeah. I, I, I think it's a good bet. Um Bournemouth looked all right in midweek. They were playing against Birmingham, though, who are fairly poor, as I may get onto a bit later on. Um, but... I have no problems with that bet whatsoever, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, my next best bet uh, is Chris Willock to get an assist for QPR away at Barnsley, 3-1 to one at Paddy Power. I do find this market very interesting um, because I've had it a couple of times so far this season and both times have lost. But I do think there is profit to be made here because some of the prices they offer on him, paddy power for players to get assists So very strange but this is one that caught my eye i was initially going to have qpr to win because they're away at barnsley barnsley have been awful all season i think how, how many games have they lost in a row now you're talking a lot um i'm just looking at it now it's six games on the bounce now they've lost and they're coming up against a qpr team who are ticking along very nicely they're in great form looking well, they're eyeing up the top two at the moment, aren't they? Um, and so, quite frankly, they're just a much better team than Barnsley are. So I was looking at that initially. You can get that just over evens at some places. But in the end, I decided to go for Chris Willick to get an assist as well, because he's got six assists in his last five games. And... Um, with Elias chair back now as well, he's more than happy to be that creator as opposed to being more of a goal threat for QPR. Um, and I just think three to one's a massive price considering it's QPR who are a good side coming up against a Barnsley side who are hopeless. So three to one for. Especially for a player who's got six assists in his last five games as well, it seems an astonishing price. So that's my next best bet: Chris Willick to get an assist for QPR away at Barnsley, three one at Paddy Power. He's been a live wire for Rangers across the season, and I fully fancy him to get a uh, to be a be a big player in QPR's victory this weekend if they do in fact win. Uh, let's go to our long shot then, Jimmy. What have you got?
1: Um, I have gone back to the KC Stadium or MKM Stadium as it's now known. Um, I've gone for a Mitrovic brace, 9 2 with 3.65 and Betford at the minute, but as, as we've experienced all season long, that, that sort of gets nibbled away at leading up until kickoff. Um, again, his, his goal scoring uh, exploits this campaign have been well documented. He only needs three, I think. To break the record in seventy in the seventeen remaining games, and based on the fact he's averaged over one a game, I think I think he sh- he should be all right, barring any major injury to to smash that record. Um, nine of the thirty-one games he started in all competitions. That's um, a goals per ninety average of one point one five and a two goals per ninety average of zero point point three four. Now it's a bit daft, but I've just put I've just divided how many 90, how many times he scored twice by how many 90 minutes and it's 0.34 now if you were to translate that directly into a price two to one would represent sufficient value for me to take that and obviously is is considerably bigger than that than nine to two so um sometimes i just don't think you just need you just don't need to overcomplicate it and uh, back in this all season long would have made you considerable money um nine to two is certainly too big based on based on his phone this season and I think he's played in the championship for long enough now, and he—it's not—it's not a purple patch. It's just—he's too good for the level. He's matured since the first time he was in the division, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's got that cutting edge, and he's—he's he's more disciplined. So it's just too good for the level. He'll continue to score goals this season, and, and and just to touch on what I mentioned about Hull before, largely inexperienced. This is the type of opposition he'll be licking his lips at facing. Uh, he, he scored in the reverse. Only one with only one by his standards this season. He had seven shots free on target. Um, it, it, he should be on penalties uh, if he's on the pitch. I think so. Yeah, Mitrovic a brace um, against Hull ninety-two with three-six-five and my long shot. Yeah,
0: you don't need to complicate it, do you? It's a fairly fairly straightforward bet, isn't it? You don't need to provide much much explanation at all. My long shot, I've gone for Luton with a minus one handicap away at Birmingham, which you could get at five to one at Sky Bet. Luton, similar to Blackpool, are another side who always seem to be not particularly fancied by the bookies. And I bet if you did the same thing that I was saying earlier, where you bet a tenner on Luton across the course of the season, you'd make more of a profit on them than you would if you did the same with other teams. So I was surprised to see them at around six to four for this game. And that was going to be my next best bet. Um, So I definitely wouldn't discourage anyone from putting any money on them. I've got to say since the start of December, no one's picked up more points than Nathan Jones's boys in the championship. They've won 10 points from a possible 12 and absolutely flying Birmingham. On the other hand, they've got two wins in 16. They are really, really struggling. Um, You've got a squad which has been decimated by injuries, which I may get onto a bit later on, um, and you've got this negative atmosphere around the club right now. The fans aren't happy with how the way with the way the club is being run. It's not a good place to be right now. They've conceded two or more in each of their last four games, including against Derby and Peterborough who aren't exactly the most free scoring of sides. They're having an injury crisis in defence as well, which is key to this bet. They finished the Bournemouth game with no centre-half on the pitch after Ted and Mengi went off injured. And they ended up having to play 3 fullbacks in a back three. Um, one of those fullbacks was Jeremy Baylor, who is arguably more of a winger than he is a wing-back. Um, so that's interesting. And then uh, in the wing-back positions, they had to play a centre-mid and a winger. So... It's not looking very good in terms of who's actually going to be playing in the Birmingham defence. At the time of recording, it's unclear if the likes of Mengi or Roberts are going to be back fit for this game. But essentially what I'm saying is the signs aren't good for a side who are all very already very leaky at the back. It looks likely Luton will score at least a couple, which is why I'm thinking the minus one handicap at five to one is a tasty price, considering I fancy Luton to win. And it's just about um, how many Luton stick away and how many they manage to keep out in terms of the Birmingham attack. I suppose you could say that about every bet. Um, But nonetheless, that's why I've gone for uh, minus one Luton at five to one. I think that's a big, chunky price for what it is. Let's do our treble quickly then, Jimmy. It's a bit of a combination of the bets I've been talking about today, really. It's a straightforward one. Fulham, QPR and Luton all to win. 10 pounds pays 82 pounds at Skybet, which I think is a cracking price. I really do. Um before we go then, Jimmy, let's round up our bets. What have you had for the championship this weekend?
1: Um uh, before I do that, I just wanted to quickly mention some card-related angles. They haven't been priced yet, uh, with the time we're recording. And that you usually don't get all the markets till Friday night. But um there are just some really some potential bets that I thought are worth mentioning. Um you got Davies um Forrest on loan striker from Villa. Um, watching him um, against Leicester and yesterday against Blackburn, he's such a presence. It might be worth taking uh, opposition defenders to be booked against him. Uh, I read an interesting article by Paul Taylor in The Athletic and um, he just sort of summed him up nicely. Power and pace in abundance, but also position. Uh, precision, Davis might be six foot three and built like a 100 metre sprinter but he is far more than just a battering ram and, and his sort of ability on the ball drew um, a foul from uh, Lenahan against Blackburn. He was booked. Joe Roffa was also booked for fouls uh, directly on him. That was two players in one game. So it might be worth taking Harwood Bellis and Phil Jagielka uh, to be booked. Anything based on the cards per ninety average. And uh, I think it's referee T refereeing uh, anything of over nine to two for Harwood Bellis and um and uh, sort of six to one, maybe for Jay based on his cars per night average, might be worth taking. Uh, you've also got Borough vs Derby this weekend. Mike Dean's got that. Uh, it's going to be a tasty game based on what's going on behind the scenes. So, um, assuming the animosity in the crowd will sort of permeate onto the pitch and, and, and into the minds of the players, cars could be rife, especially given the referee. So, uh, to be honest, it's a market I'm not that up to date with but taking over one card on each team might be worth it when the market's out um depending on the price but just something to consider uh, for the weekend cards wise interesting very
0: interesting um all i'm going to say is festi Everselli for derby is a bit of a foul magnet he <laughs> loves he, he gets fouled a lot because he just tears defenders apart anyway back to what we were saying uh, can you round up your bets yeah. for the weekend please nap
1: is full and to beat hull you can get that at seven to ten with most bookmakers. My next best is Blackpool double chance against Bournemouth. That's currently ten to eleven with Sky Bet, and my long shot is back to Hull's game against Fulham, and it's an Alexandra Mitrović brace. That's at nine to two with Bet365 and Betfair.
0: Lovely stuff. My nap is Fulham to win and score over 1.5 goals away at Hall. That's 23-20 to 20 at Bet365. I've already lumped on that. Um, I think you should too. Chris Willick to get an assist for QPR away at Barnsley. 3-1 to one at Paddy Power is my next best bet. A really fascinating price, Sam. I, I don't know how they come up with the odds for any time assists, but it doesn't make much sense to me when you look at some of the... Yeah odds for other players uh finally my long shot is Luton with a minus one handicap away at Birmingham five to one at Skybet as always please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops stop we will be back again when will we next be back again Jimmy I should really it'd be, check
1: this before it be um next week there's a few games midweek but I think there's only four five if you include the Monday one so yeah. probably next week isn't it yeah five games coming
0: up um in midweek well as as i say as you say if you include the monday game so yeah we'll be we won't be doing an episode on monday we'll be back again instead on thursday to look ahead to the weekend after and give you our best bets for then so we look forward to seeing you then as always everyone good luck with your bets for this coming weekend hopefully it's a profitable one for everyone listening this has been the secretary of betting jimmy the punt thank you for your time today my pleasure i've been ryan Dilks, and to you listener